All right, guys, we are back for another episode, back in your lives on this July 9th. Had a nice little camping trip, gang. I mean, I, I don't think camping was exactly our thing. <laughs> <But> <laughs> yeah, I like, Sean, I found out like you were right. Like my, I told my dad, and he was like, he just basically thought I was an idiot. When you go camping, you're supposed to have like not a big air mattress like you had, but like he has oh, like a God. little tiny flat thin one. I guess like what you said you had, Parker. Yeah. Like you're supposed to lay on that and yeah, I did yeah, yeah. not know that. I had a thin one and I said, nah, forget that, dude. I'm bringing the nice, uh, the nice big inflatable one. I got grief for bringing it, but you need the air mattress, dude. It'll be so uncomfortable. I mean, you guys know. <laughs> Pat, you slept in the car. Yep. <laughs> I can't, we figured out camping's not our thing, man. We got to stay in a nice Airbnb in Nashville or something for us to be comfortable. But, I mean, it was a fun. It's always fun to get the gang together and socially distant. Although that lake, thank God we didn't go on that lake. That was absolutely disgusting. Yeah, I'll tell I would- Go ahead, Kyle. Go, go ahead. No, no, go ahead, Sean. I was saying, I'll tell the story real quick. We went camping over the weekend or over the 4th of July weekend, and we kept our socially distanced rules uh, going. And then, but we went to this lake and at this lake, there must've been a couple hundred people. What do you think, Pat? Right? Probably. Yeah. yeah it was, it was like disgusting. A small lake too. Not like a big, yeah, not like a small. big lake where you could like move uh, the beach area of it at least was tiny. Yeah. It was like swimming in like a sewer. It, it was nasty. So we, we just, we didn't even go in. We had to get right out, but Hey, we made the most of our trip. We made the most of our trip. Zambi, you ended up being right, being right all along, man. We're heading out early on Saturday. You know, we did. You know, we did that. Yeah, no. Parker told me. Um, okay. Parker, you man. Yeah, I had, I had to get out of there. So you guys felt comfortable leaving. What's that? I had to get out of there so I like my boys could leave too. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you guys would, you guys wouldn't have left. Honestly, no. it was, it was just that made like the final call on that. <laughs> yeah. I think I was fine. She was, we were like all thinking it and like we all like were talking about it and then no one was like saying it definite and she was like, fuck this, we're going. Oh <laughs> <laughs> we well, no, because we were all whispering amongst each other, right? And Jess is John's girlfriend. Shout out Jess. I think this is the first time we've dropped her name on the podcast. But we're all like our group because me, Pat and Kyle drove up together and we're like whispering like, hey, should we go home tonight? Like follow Nick. And then uh, Kayla and Tom and Amy, they were all saying like, oh, maybe should, should we go home tonight? Too? Like we heard everyone whispering and then finally, we, thank God, Jess pulled the plug and we got the hell out of there. But hey, it was good to see everybody. Good well, see I you. knew I made the right decision. In the, all right. So me and Kyle were sharing a tent, uh, did not have an air mattress. That's my bad too, Kyle. My dad was telling me like, just bring the air mattress. I was like, I don't think you're supposed to use one. Like, I think I'll get shit for it. Not the case. But uh, so we're sleeping on the ground and I wake up in like the middle of the night, have no idea what time it is. My phone's dead. It's pitch black. We're in the middle of fucking bumblefuck Pennsylvania around a bunch of people that I don't ever want to associate with again. And I go to grip up my pillow, get a nice cuddle on. You know, simulate being with <laughs> yeah. a loved one, <laughs> okay. your partner, and I reach under my pillow and I just feel cold, cold, cold water. Oh. But at that time, I don't know it's cold water. I have no fucking idea. <laughs> so I spend two hours in this tent just touching this water on my pillow and sniffing my hand trying to figure out if like I pissed in this tent. Oh, did I in this tent? What the fuck is <laughs> liquidy substance was it was suspicious but 
came to the conclusion it was just rainwater. I would be out of the tent at that point. I would just I would just go to one of the chairs and try to sleep on those. I did I was not hear so that. So rattled, story. dude. I was I was so rattled. Like I was like, I, I have to leave now. Like I almost just literally grabbed my shit, got in my fucking car, and left. <laughs> you would have turned around and been like, oh shit, and I'm like, hey, good morning. Yeah, I, like, I didn't Parker. hear that story, Nick. <laughs> And dude, by the way, first off, that's the one thing. Like camping, it just wasn't our forte. I'm pretty sure there was cabins available for us to rent that we just didn't rent. It was at like a different site, but we could have been a lot more comfortable. Should have done the cabins. Plus, no offense to the place, it was like prison, dude. You couldn't bring alcohol. Wink, wink, right? Couldn't bring alcohol. There was quiet hours. You couldn't bring your own firewood. There were so many damn rules around this place. It was crazy. It was crazy. But uh, anyway, keeps will be positive. It was a good trip. Good, see, good to see the... Uh, no, I had fun, but one night was enough, man. That bed <laughs> hit different on Saturday night. Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah, I slept like a baby. Uh, like, well, you I've guys, you guys been... fell asleep on the ride home. I had to drive the whole ride home <laughs> up the turnpike, man. Five minutes was, in the trip, you guys were sleeping. It was pretty sick, though. When I was coming back on the turnpike, it was at the time of all the fireworks, fireworks shows. yeah. I saw so that. So I just drove right through them. Like, I didn't... I didn't miss anything. Yeah. I was happy that I saw the fireworks show at least. I had them the whole entire way up the turnpike. And Kyle, I still have your shoe in my car. And yeah. Pat, and Pat, I still have your uh, football. I oh, still, shit. All right. Both left me some souvenirs. So if you need them, I'll give them to you next time I see you. Anyway, forget the camping trip. I hope everyone had a good 4th of July. What a busy week in sports though, gang. Busy, biggest news of them all is Patrick Mahomes, man. He's assigned that mega deal. He's got the Joe Rogan money now. Five hundred and three million dollars. Let's just let's start it off easy, man. Was is was it a good deal? Was it worth it? I don't know. Whoever wants to take it, go ahead. Uh, yeah, ready. yeah. Go ahead, Pat. Absolutely, a good deal. I mean, you have to pay him, and he's he's by far the best quarterback in the NFL right now. So like, he he deserves the most money possible. That's like, all I'll say. That's a half a billion dollars though to one player over ten years, getting like fifty three million dollars a year. That to me, that's ridiculous, man. I can't believe. It. Like, I'm I'm totally happy for him. But if I was an NFL GM, I was I was just mind. And I think Patrick Mahomes deserves it, right? Like, there's no question. He just he changed the league with with, with what the uh, with what he just did. But holy smokes, that's a huge deal, man. And shout out to Patrick Mahomes. But think about it. He has three seasons in the league. One season he didn't even start. Just two seasons of work. So he's got that biggest deal in NFL history. And didn't this coach at Texas Tech say that, like, he said, um, he said, I think he's going to get the biggest contract ever. And he was right. Predicted that. Spoke that into existence. But, Kyle, go ahead. What was your uh, Patty Mahomes take? I was just saying, I think it's, like, it's basically already worth it. Because they haven't won a Super Bowl in – like 50 years it's yeah. been so he won you first Super Bowl in 50 years he's only third year in the league he's probably I think he's gonna end up being he could end up being the best quarterback of all time and yeah that's a pack like, he's had two seasons as a starter and he's went MVP yeah. Super Bowl champion well, <laughs> and remember that the year before the Super Bowl they hardly lost to the Pats right that was a close game they played in the playoffs against the Patriots so that could have been another year and you got Mahomes you got Andy Reid who's a hell of a coach I'm sensing a couple more Super Bowls uh, up in Kansas City. And fair play to him, man. Fair play to him. But And plus, if you're a town like Kansas City, you kind of got to back up the Brinks truck to keep a stud like that around. Yeah. He, if he hits free agency, somebody's going to pay him for five years. Like, you got to give him to lock him up, but just give him as long as you possibly can. Yeah, well, he's got like – now he's the richest athlete in uh, the big four sports or whatever. Like he's one of the richest athletes in the world now with his contract compared to other guys. And the other guys are like baseball guys like Trout, 
Harper. Uh, I think Stanton was on the list. He's got 503, 10 millions. Trout's making 426 and a half million over 12. And then Russell Westbrook in the NBA is making 206. That's kind of, I found that kind of crazy that Russell Westbrook's the highest paid player in the NBA. His is probably only a five-year deal. (laughs) Right, yeah. $206 million over five years is, I mean, a hell of a lot of money. But Russell Westbrook, come on, man. You got to give it to, like, LeBron or Giannis will probably get it, right, if he stays in the Why do you play after that contract? Who, Russell Westbrook? Yeah, I mean, I guess you love basketball, but I'm not doing anything after I make that much money. I think it's just just because it's the Oklahoma contract, right? Because yes, he stuck yeah. with them, he yeah, stuck yeah. with them, so he got the most money there. And most players in the NBA leave. Right. That must have been like a sign and trade, I guess. Had to have been if it's that much money. But let's stick with Mahomes because obviously that's that's the big news. Um, according to, I have no like credibility behind this. I just saw this in a comment section on Facebook. But someone commented that no quarterback has won the Super Bowl while making over twelve percent of the cap since '94. 1994, the average cap hit of the last 10 Super Bowl winners was 8.4%. And Mahomes is obviously making like a ridiculous amount. He's taking the most of the cap. Did you see the roster ESPN put out? Like what you could get with $53 million. It was like, uh, it was pretty much like everyone was in the Pro Bowl, which totally insane. But I think it's crazy to think that Patrick Mahomes is worth that type of money where you can get an entire list of studs on your roster for one player. You So how many, let's make the prediction. How many Super Bowls will Chiefs get in the next decade? One, two to three, or four plus. I don't know. Three, I'd say, uh, two to three in the next ten years. Ten years, yeah. Two to three, I think he ends up with like five. Yeah, that's what I think too. Okay, so addition, not not including last year's one, you think he could get two or three more? We'll say mm-hmm. the three. We'll put him at three more. So that would put him at four. Because technically, so like, I think he'll get three to four over the next twelve of his because he's under contract for twelve years now. Yeah. So I think over the twelve, like the next ten, probably two to three. The next twelve, I think he'll be up. Like he might be able to get four, and then I think he'll play. He'll probably have another contract where he'll win one. Okay. Yeah, I agree with that. He said he just like learned how to read defenses total, last year. Dude, total BS. I don't know, dude. <laughs> total BS. He's, he's, I, I saw that. He said I don't oh, see Mahomes as like that kind of guy to just like say something like that. They said in the first scrimmage, they just like gave him a play like his first scrimmage as a rookie. Um, they just like he didn't really know what the fuck was going on. He walked out and threw four touchdowns, <laughs> no picks. I find that so hard to believe because he's so good, and I'm I'm just thinking like you he yeah, has to know like it. that could be one of the reasons he didn't go till number ten too because they said he wasn't polished. Like that could be why. I mean, Gruden loved him. Gruden was high on him. He said he was like the best thrower in the uh, country. Gruden loves, Gruden loves Nate Peterson. That's true. Right. Right, right. Isn't it? Isn't it kind of crazy that we have a better a better Brett Favre and a better Michael Vick in in the same era? Yeah, you're right. Like both both around the same age. You're talking Mahomes and Lamar Jackson. And Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson's going to be a better better than Michael Vick. But like, we got to be careful though. Mike Vick had a cannon too, bro. Yeah, Man, I'm, Mike, I'm not going to I'm not going to disrespect Mike Vick. Dude, if he can, if he's still, if he can do what Mike Vick did at thirty, I'll be fucking shocked. Like I just think Michael Vick is really. I think Mike Vick. Well, Mike Vick also had a couple years off, which I think kind of saved him because, like, the way he played, he takes so many hits. That's true. Sit out two years, and then he came back with the birds and just tore it up that one season. 
Yeah. I just want to get this in the, the stats for anyone who's listening. I talked about the biggest contracts in the big four sports. Mahomes is number one. Trout was number two. Harper was three. Stanton was four. And uh, Garrett Cole was uh, fifth. So, I mean, Trout, really big. How, how do you think that's going to affect other quarterbacks? I mean, obviously, Dak Prescott's looking for a deal. He's going to try and use this as leverage, right? I don't see how he could, though, because, like, Mahomes is far away the best quarterback in the game. league. Exactly, but he, so he deserves that money. Like, and I'm not saying he's going to get Patrick Mahomes' money, obviously. Yeah, yeah. But he's been asking for as much money as Carson Wentz, and he wasn't getting it. Whatever. Or, yeah, I mean, you all probably know our take on that would be. But with this now, with Patrick Mahomes getting so much money, do you think he could like kind of nudge Jerry Jones and be like, bro, come on. Kansas City's giving this guy $53 million. You can't give me what Carson Wentz is getting. You don't think it's going to – I'm just asking if you think it's going to happen. No, well, I don't think so. What is – like Mahomes, it's 503, but that's like with all the incentives. Like without – like his mm-hmm. – like what's his like actual salary? I, I, I think his I think his guaranteed is over 100 though. Yeah, yeah. and then like yeah. I think I'm pretty sure it's like actually like 43 million a year with the potential to be up to like – you know what I mean? Like I think okay. – yeah, I thought yeah. I saw something that was like 430. Yeah, and then like with incentives up to five hundred three. Yeah, regardless, it's fu money. It's fu yeah. money. Oh, yeah. and Dak. I mean, I don't know. I think Dak ends up signing for like forty. You think so? Forty a year, probably. Yeah, I mean, they're gonna have to sign him. It's hard to find quarterbacks that are good. Yeah, they have to. There's no. You can't just yeah. like pull a quarterback out of your ass. And he's he's decent. He's pretty good. Like, oh, let's be honest. He's you no, he's a good quarterback. Dak Prescott. Yeah. What did you say? You could win a Super Bowl with Dak. Oh, yeah, you need a yeah, really good could. team around them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And a competent coaching staff, too. I yeah, think that's a the problem. Like, not a lot of quarterbacks in the NFL. You could win, like, even with a great team, they're not winning a Super Bowl. Well, let's, like, let's say, like, let's stick with Carson Wentz right now because, I mean, we're just talking about his contract. Where would you rank Carson Wentz right now? Because ESPN has been, I'm not sure if you've been seeing it, but they've been ranking, they've gotten, like, the GMs and all ranking the top quarterbacks, running backs, receivers. But um where would you where would you guys rank a guy like Carson Wentz? Top ten at least. I don't say top five. That's top not five? top five. He's not top five. I would say I, like, no. I, top I, eight. Kyle, he ain't top five. I love Wentz. Name, like, no, no, name all right, we got it. Well, I'm just saying cause the injuries, bro. I'm just saying cause the injuries. Cause okay, right now, Mahomes Lamar Mahomes, Jackson. Lamar, uh, I don't know about. I, okay. I don't All know right. about Lamar All right. Jackson. I'm just Lamar Jackson. All right. Russell Wilson. Yeah, I agree. Aaron Rodgers. Mm-mm. <laughs> really? Wow. No. Uh, Look at Aaron Rodgers' past like three years. Really like aren't that great. And then, and then probably Drew Brees. No, I, I take Carson Wentz over Drew Brees at this nah, point. come on. At this right point, now? Brees' career, yeah. No, yeah, I, even next year. I don't think Breeze has the arm strength to, like, do anything. They have Taysom Hill come in to throw deep balls. Yeah. All right. I mean, that's fair enough. All right. Fair enough. All right. All right, man. He's, I'd crack him top ten. I would say, like, five to eight. Right. I don't know. Yeah. I, don't I think like, somewhere around that range. I'd probably put him, like, eight. Uh, seven. Yeah. I don't know. Well, I top five, I'm saying three. Like, probably five. But – I don't know because I don't, honestly I don't know who's better because I like the only def like definitely Mahomes and Wilson. And, and you really uh, don't think um, Aaron Rodgers, Sean, no. Sean Watson, Deshaun Watson? Ah, uh, no, yeah, think, Deshaun no. Watson. No, yeah, Deshaun they're Watson. pretty close, dude. Like they're Wentz put up like be- the same or better numbers than him last year with a much worse roster. 
I don't have the numbers in front of me, so I'm not going to argue that. But I, I'd love Deshaun Watson too. And I, I think Deshaun Watson's pretty overrated. Wow, that's a hot take. No, I just right think now, everybody so always ranks him in like the top five, and like the Texans are never really a threat. And he's had a lot. I of I mean, they were up twenty-four nothing on the Chiefs. They were up twenty-four nothing on the yeah, Chiefs. I mean, a lot of that I think is Bill O'Brien too. I think he's like the worst coach in the NFL. That's true. I know. I mean, but, I think Deshaun ja- like Deshaun Watson's really good. I just I don't know. I always see him in like the like people put him in at like four. I don't think that. I don't think. Yeah, he's no, the I agree best with best quarterback with you, in the league. I would put All him like right, well, right around Carson, like like in the five to eight range. Okay, that's fair. I was just trying to get this the contract, uh, not the contract. I was just trying to think of like, you know, I know everyone. There's Wentz is either you love him or you hate him, and I I think I'm more on the side of loving him. Obviously, it's that's my quarterback, you know. But I I also want to try and be objective on where I would rank him in terms of other NFL. Yeah, he did have four thousand yards last year. Yeah, no, I think I like. I'm being pretty like I know it's gonna I'm gonna seem like a homer, but I think it's pretty objectively. Look, I love Wayne because he carried. Now, he, like I said, man, he carried the scrubs from the Wawa parking lot to the playoffs. So let's not predict. Yeah. Like, let's see had, what he can do. Let's yeah, see what he can do with some weapons. Remember, and we got to remember the season when he got hurt when we the Super Bowl season. Mm-hmm. He was locked up MVP. He was far and away the best player in the league. That was the year Mahomes was on the bench, right? So yeah. he was playing just yeah. rookie year. Yeah. If Mahomes, or excuse me, if Wentz can play at that level, like he hasn't proven that because he's been injured all that, but. If he can play at that level, he's obviously a top three, top five quarterback in the league. So, potentially, Carson Wentz is one of the best in the NFL quarterback. Right now, I'm not putting quite in my top five just yet. Um, so, we were talking about we were talking about Dak's contract, right? I'm just and saying, I've, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I've said this. I've said this before, and I'll say it again. Like, where are they getting the money? Oh, where do they get this money people. from? That because you're talking because they paid everyone else like yeah uh, like where do they keep mm-hmm. getting money from? They're not going to be able to sign C.D. Lamb if he ends up being good. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, so, yeah. So they can my, be hype about that or whatever, but he's going to be gone after his first after his rookie deals up. My bet is that Dak just doesn't get the money he he will. I've, oh, actually, but even if they pay yeah. him just like thirty million, they still don't have a lot left. Right. Yeah. That's tough, man. Um, unless unless they like have a Amari real- Cooper. Yeah, uh, that the end. Yeah. Hey, right. You're right. I mean, unless they somehow have like a really shitty year and are able to draft like a quarterback somewhat high. The thing they're is, gonna, they're going to have to keep Dak because else you're not going to get unless they like trade. You're not going to get a good enough pick for a quarterback that you know is going to be better than him. Yeah. Mahomes just changed the market up. That's the only reason I think Dak would get get the deal. But I, Pat's right. I mean, you got to take cap into consideration. They've already paid a whole bunch of guys, but. But let's move on from this. I want to talk. Wait, they might ride with the Red Rocket, Andy Dalton. (laughs) Oh, my God. I completely forgot that he was on that team. We brought that up so long ago. Holy smokes. Andy Dalton is going to start for Dallas. I think we made that claim. That was amazing. Dude, how amazing would that be? Like, Dak has a disastrous season, and Andy Dalton has to come in and save the Cowboys. (laughs) He would save. I can't wait. Awesome. He would not say it would be like smooth sailing for the birds. Yeah. Who, by yeah. the way, had the best record in the NFC East over the past decade by one game. We beat mm-hmm. Dallas by one game. So we are the decade champions of the NFC East. I just saw that uh, on Facebook or something. The other Dallas day. Cowboys are a waste in the playoffs. Yeah. It's all, they might as well just not go. Like <laughs> I think they have like three or four wins in the playoffs. I think maybe three since 1997. So I think that's right. That's terrible. Three wins in – Two decades in the playoffs. It's a don't even put him in. 
automatic L nearly. And if it, if they go anywhere, they're getting knocked out in the second round at the very best. Anyway, let's talk about while we're staying on Philadelphia, Denzel Mims had this ridiculous comment about Philadelphia, called us trash ass, dirty ass city. I found that too. Well, actually, you know, I actually quite enjoyed it. I thought it was quite flattering that he recognized us for that. What do you think, boys? It was flattering that he called us that. I think Philadelphia kind of can kind of embrace that. Yeah, I don't. I mean, I don't hate that. Like, if you don't, if you don't like Philly, then you're gonna. Yeah, we don't care. It's like a love or hate thing. Yeah. yeah. It's like you're not built for it. <laughs> That's pretty much it. He probably had a wanted- bad experience here. He wasn't built for it. Now he thinks we're trash. That's what I want to think. That is, if it, New York isn't just a like a. Oh, New York, Philadelphia. Yeah, New York's much, literally much just like a Philadelphia that's four times the amount of people and four times as like not as big, but it's just crowded. Yeah, I, I was gonna that. say, dude, like have fun on the Jets. <laughs> have fun on the Jets, dude. That's have gonna be the sick. Of the AFC, right? Yeah. I wanted to get to that comment though, Kyle, because you said like we're dirty and trashy and stuff, but there is a certain like attitude you need to have in Philadelphia. You have to be built for Philadelphia. My two guys I think of when I think Philadelphia. Allen Iverson and Brian Dawkins. Those are my two guys. Like, Philadelphia, got to be like those two. What do you guys think? Face Utley, too. Face Utley, yeah. Okay, I was gonna, about to ask you, like, what athletes, when you hear Philadelphia, yeah. do you guys think of? And you baseball boys automatically brought up Utley. Parker, you're, the, you're a hockey guy, man. What's, like, the flyer that's – the Philadelphia flyer that is Philly? I mean, like, mine, mine doesn't make any sense, but it's Mark Recchi. But that was just because he was my favorite player. Oh, okay. All right. <laughs> what is, like, a – what's a guy that – in our age, that most people would say, like, that guy, he was Philly. He was meant for Philly. Ryan Dawkins. I meant for, from the Flyers. Bro. Oh, from the Flyers? Flyers. From the Flyers? <laughs> oh, shit, shit. I didn't, know, I didn't know Dawkins was skating now, dude. Come on. Um, I can't think of, like, any Flyers in our I life. think Giroux does. Like, he's got an attitude. Giroux, yeah. kind of. But they, none of them really have an attitude. Like I kind of think Konechny now. Is he's, Konechny's, yeah. Yeah, Konechny's Konechny does. Now. And I think Mike Richards was, like, really exemplary yeah. of Philadelphia. Pretty, uh, pre-spiral. I mean, he was so Philadelphia, they shipped him out of here. So, yeah. <laughs> he was, I, I was just boozing it up at bars in the city. It doesn't get more Philly than that. He was I the mean, first. He set the trend of players living in center city instead of jersey that's uh, funny that you mentioned those names nick richards and connecting were the the two i was thinking of tech connecting now like ever oh, since you said connecting not me oh yeah but i'm saying you agree with it so yeah, yeah, yeah. We're, we're saying the same thing here tomato tomato but connecting like remember last year in the uh the stadium series when they mic'd up everyone and connecting was like eight up bud eight up bud like uh, like i loved to hear him chirp dude was, what's was, up johnson karma's a bitch eh <laughs> he was hockey great trash talk is the best there's nothing better than hockey trash yeah, yeah. Swing somebody's head again that thing's a weapon bud he says something about like earmuffs or something take off your ear cuffs you nerd <laughs> Yeah, the nerd is all the nerd. <laughs> and they roll. But, yeah, man, you got to be built for Philadelphia. So, Denzel Mims, man, you have fun in the Jets, man. You're going to be at the bottom of that division. You'll be you'll be so lucky to play for this dirty and trashy city, buddy. I won 11 in history against the Birds. <laughs> the Are they? Yeah. Wow, I did not know that. That's a nice joke. little stat. Um, let's stick with football for a little bit. Uh, Cam Newton, obviously, first off – we are speaking things into existence. So I said this last week. Talk about Cam Newton. Said he should go to the Patriots. Ends up on the Patriots. I did mention that last week, but I wanted to reiterate that we, we might have special powers on this podcast because we are speaking some things into existence. And I'll, I think we have another one this week that uh, I forget what it was. Anyway, I completely just lost my train of thought here. Oh, Cam, Cam Newton. Pats. Yeah, Cam Newton to the Patriots. He just said he's tired of being humble. 
he didn't want to be humble. I don't have the exact quote, but you think this is going to mess up like the Patriots? You know how the Patriots are. It's like real by the book. Do you think it's going to kind of mess up his chances of getting a starting job or ruin the team chemistry in the locker room? What do you think, Kyle? No, it's because it's not like the Patriots have never had big egos before. Like they had Randy Moss, Gronk's a big ego. They took on AB for that week that it was. Belichick just knows how to keep people in check. So it's going to be the same thing. Like as long as he's Cam's not like giving out their game plan during the week or giving bulletin board material to the other team and talking shit on them before the matchup, it'll be fine. Like he's still going to do his dances after he scores a touchdown. He's still going to celebrate like that. I don't think it's going to matter that much. You know, they, I'm not sure if he would do that kind of stuff though, with like the dances and stuff. Like that's, I don't know. I just don't see that being like. I mean, Gronk danced and shit. Like a lot of like, if you look back, I saw on Twitter. Gronk was dancing. Yeah, there was like. There was people that were, like, saying this on, I think it was, like, Boston Radio, and someone put together a compilation of all these Patriots players celebrating and dancing and shit after they either, like, make out an interception or scored a touchdown or something. Yeah. Right. There was a Pats, like, behind-the-scenes thing where Belichick was saying – he was, like, showing them tape, and it was them celebrating after they did shit, and then it was games where, like, they weren't cel- – like, they he's like, look, like, when you're having fun and you're in it, like, you're celebrating and shit, like, that's when you play well. You have to do like get into it, like have. Well, that's fun. when that's when Cam had his best season. If you remember down in Carolina, they they were like mm-hmm. they were celebrating after everything. I actually pulled up the quote. It's I'm getting tired of all this humble a- a- expletive. So he definitely, <laughs> uh, you know, yeah, he, it's it sucks. Style, He's man. on the Pats because I love him so much. I agree with that. Um, what Belichick says, like I hate when uh, even on the Eagles, like I hate when they're down by like. 10 or something, and they're, like, celebrating on a on deflection. That was all last season, bro. <laughs> it's, so, it's so aggravating to watch. It's like, dude, why? Why are you happy? Like, Although you're down. When, when we were winning and we're celebrating, I love it. I love, like, yeah. the defense is dancing. That 2017 <laughs> compilation video with uh, kids by MGMT playing in the back. Oh, that's MGMT. so that's, fresh. Yeah, it was fantastic. But who knows, like, I mean, I have, I, st- I think Buffalo might still win that division. I've gone so back and forth on that, but I've even seen things on like first take where they're still thinking like they debated if Cam would get the starting job. To me, it's no, no it's question. Not, yeah, he's got to yeah, get it. I don't know why that was even a debate. Like the other guys played a couple games. I think we've, I don't want to keep reiterating what we said. That was just like a lob to Stephen A to be like, of course he's going to be a starter. And then like Max Carmen has to argue like the other point. He's like, well, I feel like he's a really good quarterback if you look Listen, at his I numbers. I don't want to ruin like the allure of TV, but like before shows, like you have a generally in like at least what I've been a part of, there's there's meetings before the show and you talk about what you're gonna what topics you're gonna cover and all that kind of stuff or what stories, yada yada yada. I feel like on first take they have such a like, okay, we're gonna talk about Cam Newton and uh, Max. This is the side you're gonna take. Stephen A, this is the side you're gonna take. And that probably that's such a shot at like their journalistic integrity. And I'm only being like partially like I'm only joking a bit. Like I'm sure I'm sure most of the time they come up with their own argument and they disagree genuinely. But I bet you sometimes like the higher ups at ESPN are like, yo, we need you to kind of like take this side or something like that. I could definitely see that happening because some things Max Kellerman says is outrageous, outrageous. And I actually like Kellerman more than a lot of people. I don't know why people get on Kellerman so much. but it stinks. Ah, come on, man. Don't be He's so a wannabe skip. 
No, come on, man. That's not true. That's not true. He does his own stick. He does his thing with boxing and stuff like that. And maybe that's why I have a soft spot in my heart for Max. He's Tarmers. really good at the boxing analysis. He does. Yeah. And I'm a, that's where I like grown to know Max Kellerman. Cause I'm the huge combat sports guy. So like, I always have a soft spot in my heart for Max Kellerman. And by the way, a lot of times he does make pretty like cogent arguments. I'm like defending sometimes I'm not saying I agree with everything he says, Kyle, but he does not. Everything he says is wrong. I'm a team. I'm not team Max Kellerman. I think I tend to, but I tend to like agree with both of them. I think evenly, like half the time I'm with CNA, half the time I'm with Max Kellerman. I bet you I'm, I'm probably the minority in that, but I'm definitely not on Max's side when it comes to Wentz. He's like anti Wentz. Some of his arguments are outrageous. Like he pulls, like he pulls certain stats for Wentz. I'm like, come on, bro. Come on, man. I'll have to have a debate with Max. We, we can all have a Max. If you want to come on the show and debate Wentz, we'll, we'll be happy to have you on, but uh, let's, let's move on. Let's move on. I think let's talk NBA. First off, they're making a second bubble. I have for the teams that aren't in the playoffs or it was at least proposed Kyle and I, we were talking about this on the way up to uh, the camping trip, which by the way, no squirrels were seen in the rural areas, but that that's for another, another because they were in the comfort of their own home. Okay. Enjoying their food. Well, we'll, we'll get to that another time, but uh, we're talking about this. I don't think I'd even pay attention to those games. I'm not going to tune in to watch Cavs Warriors, you know, even though that, you know, maybe if it was a couple years ago, I would, but this year I'm not watching like Larry Nance, Colin Sexton, lace them up against Steph and Draymond. Like it's for, that would be a bloodbath. You know, these teams are garbage. Teams are garbage. I'm not going to, I'm not going to watch those games. What do you guys think? Yeah. How many of them are just going to opt out anyway? It's going to be like, opt out. Why the yeah, fuck it's just going to be like that? G league players playing against each other. Yeah. yeah. I mean, there's like good what it is now. I think it's more just like a money thing. Like, like Trey young would be on Steph would be on. You got a couple uh, of good yeah. guys that are on, but like, I don't want to watch, Like neither of them are going to play. Yeah. I don't, they're, exactly. You're not going to play. So like, why, why would you want to go in a bubble? If you're not going to have a chance to uh, get a ring, by the way, the bubble for the NBA. Have you seen the jail food they're feeding these NBA players? <laughs> Holy smokes, man. It's Alcatraz over there. That might be a little harsh, but it's really like they're hardly giving them any food at all. Like, dude, go on Joel Embiid's Instagram right now. Pull it up and look at what he's eating, man. And then he posted the meme of – remember that skinny picture of him when he was still in Africa? Anyone? You know what I'm yeah, talking about? Yeah. He was like – he was posted. he was like, me by the end of the bubble. Because he's like – he said he's going to lose 50 pounds and everything like that. <laughs> hey, well, uh, you know, he could slim down a little bit. Sometimes he gets he gets fat when he doesn't play. Well, he I hope he slimmed down. I hope he slimmed down because one guy who definitely slimmed down was Jokic. We talked about that. He's going to help the Nuggets out a lot with the – if he's like – what it looks like he got in a super, super good shape. So, Jokic will definitely be in uh, – Better shape. I'm so nervous about Embiid being in shape. What's up, Kyle? This, I was just saying, this is J&H food. That's yeah. what this is. <laughs> yeah. It's dining hall food. It's so dining hall J&H food. J&H yeah. is the name of a dining hall. Dining hall but yeah, I feel bad right. for the toilets in Disney if it is <laughs> dining hall food. I'm stupid. It has to be. I don't know where else. Because it's not like they're going to bring outside food in. That's the that first the week you fucking move into those dorms, dude. Your bathroom is screaming for help. Me um, and Parker, like I remember one time Parker was in the bathroom in our little suite and I had to sprint down the hallway to the community bathroom and barely made it. Almost I, had yeah. an accident in the main I'll tell lobby. You what, it's gonna be absolutely disgusting. I like first uh week of college. Gallagher will vouch for this. I couldn't eat. 
the dining hall food. I refused because every time I did it, it was an instant trip to the bathroom. It took me so long to get acclimated to the dining hall food. It was outrageous. Bad. I really, I couldn't eat it. I couldn't eat it. But, you know, remember, didn't Joel Embiid have gastroenteritis or something in last year's playoffs too? In the Toronto series, right? Yeah, yeah he we shouldn't have Cost us the series. <laughs> that cost us the series, man. What was he eating? What was he – someone needs to watch him. Like, what he's eating when, when they're in, like, yeah, a like, serious was, situation like that, like the playoffs, like – Someone's got to be on him like a hawk. Like, he probably yeah, did. Like the hey, one NBA time he tried to, to eat healthy, his body was used to shitty food. <laughs> the NBA is out to get the Sixers, man, because they know Embiid was out with gastroenteritis last year, and they're feeding him all this crap. They wanted to get it again, so we can't win. And by the way, everyone's saying that the Sixers are the best underdog team right now because we got the fresh young legs and all that. This, that, and the yeah, other. I kind of talked myself into believing that the Sixers have like a legitimate such shot. A, such I a shock myself out of the Sixers completely. Like I'm Al cool. Horford's going to come. Like, there's no way Al Horford can be as bad as he was pre-Corona. Oh, you wait. Uh, I'm having there's no see. way. He's a little rusty now. No, dude. He it, couldn't make that's a what you need. It. Sometimes you just need to step back and just not do anything. That's true. That is true. Bro, I had dude. zero expectations for the Sixers. Absolutely none. We're built First to beat off, the Bucks. Listen, I'm – Totally that is a fact. They are built to beat the Bucks, but just yeah. not like any other team. <laughs> yeah. Embiid has been under heat. If you saw what Kendrick Perkins was saying, he said just go ball because Embiid said he had concerns. Yeah, about Kendrick the Perkins is an idiot. That was such a stupid thing. Listen, I'm totally with Embiid. Like, yes, yeah, stay healthy and like your health comes first. This is my only concern. Last week, we were at Brett Brown and said he was in the best shape. He said Joel Embiid was in the best shape he's ever seen him. And now this week, Embiid saying he has all these concerns about the health and safety and going out in public. He showed up in a hazmat suit, right, to Orlando today? Yeah, that was hilarious. So now my mind is thinking, if this dude is afraid to step outside of his house, how much workout, how much working out did he actually get in during quarantine? Because last week he has a gym in his house. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but it's, no, but I'm saying it's not like he's running fives. Like it's not like he's running scrimmages or like. No, I don't. Th- I think a lot of people weren't like running scrimmages though. I know that, and I'm, I'm, I'm saying that's totally okay. Yeah. And, but my biggest concern with Embiid, I've said this for months, and I guess I had to give him an excuse because of the virus and stuff, it's how this dude is not going to be in game shape. And yes. they said last week, they said last week he was in the best shape of his career. I, yeah. can almost, I will promise myself that I'm not going to get mad when he's not in game shape. I'm going to have to promise myself because I can predict it. It's impossible. I mean, even if he's in the best shape of his career, he could still not be in game shape. Yeah, because I don't think he was out. Like quite every time you see him at the end of the fourth quarter, it doesn't matter if he's in shape, in shape or not. He's always like gassed by the end of the fourth quarter. I know. I'm. I'm. Just, that's what all I'm worried about. That's all I'm worried about. I guess the game kind of slows down, though. You know, mm-hmm. Matt. You know, you guys know how I get about your well and be bad. You guys, as far know. as like wear and tear, though, like on you know his, his feet and like knees and stuff, he should be. He should be good because he always he always plays. Uh, I mean, at least the last two seasons, he plays at least like the first twenty games straight. So plays great. I know, like he plays like at least the first twenty games straight with no problems. Like, oh yeah, it's just after Mm -hmm. a lot of games that he's like, I got a knee problem, I got a back problem, and it's just I think it's just because he's like, I I mean, he's injury prone, and he's just big and can't handle the stress. Yeah, I mean, his his type of body's not made for today's NBA. It was much better suited for back in the day. That's what we talked about a couple episodes ago. Like we think, so Joel, I think he should be fine. You know, coming into the playoffs, he's had, he's had months, months to hang on. 
Or to, to uh, just to, you know, relax. He's going to be dominant this playoffs. I'm glad you're pouring some optimism down my throat here because it's the only, like, I have – I'm being negative Nancy here today. I, I just – I don't trust it, man. I just can't trust it. I know he's going to be, like, eating a cheese. Sean's the biggest Joel Embiid hater I know. No, it's not that I'm a hater. It's not that I'm a oh, hater. Oh, you are a hater. <laughs> yeah, you're no, such, such a, a hater. hater. No, I'm not. I, I, you I'm were stop. calling for his for him to get traded in like the middle of the season. Well, that's different. That's a whole different reason. That's a whole different reason. I can I can state my logic behind it, but like, I how am I a hater if I said he's easily the best center in the NBA? I just said. <laughs> Everyone plays better when he's not on the court. That's all I said, man. Like, it opens every everything's That's way better on the ridiculous. That's oh, a ridiculous. Well, I mean, they would statement. also play better if Al Horford wasn't yeah. on the court. Yeah. Okay. I, and I'm team with. I get rid of Al Horford too. Ship him off. Totally I'm does. Just get you. Just get rid of Al Horford. Huh? You have to just like just get rid of Al Horford, Joel. Nothing to Joel Embiid. Just Al Horford. You want to just get rid of Al Horford and keep Embiid? Yes. Yes. Listen, the, the big debate is if Simmons and Embiid can play together. Yes. I'm sure, I'm sure they can. I just think they both play much better without each other. And I think that's just very – like, you can just check I'm, – I'm not sure if the numbers back me up, but from the eye test, from what I remember, I would have to think that Embiid has better stats when Simmons is out, and Simmons, I know, has better stats when Embiid's out. It has to. But, uh, listen, that's a whole separate – I think everyone – I think Simmons is going to be like a top – a five player in the league in like a couple years, man. A couple years, yeah, jump, jump shot or not, he's already acing, he's already destroying people with no jump shot. So give him a couple years to develop any other skills that he has to jump shot or not. Dude's gonna, it's gonna be him, Giannis, Luca, AD. Like those guys are gonna be sitting in the same breath. And I'm just saying, I'm just saying, I'm not sure if Embiid's gonna health is gonna hold up. Call me a pessimist if you want, man, but that's my critique against Joel Embiid. I'm sticking to my guns, man. I'm not backing down from it. I'm not backing down from it at all, actually. <laughs> anyway, Kyle, we also had this other debate uh, on the way. It wasn't a debate. Conversation. We weren't debating. Conversation. We were talking about Vince Carter's retirement. And I said, oh, my God, how could we have passed up on Vince Carter's retirement? Huge news. I guess it's because the bubble made it official, right? Because mm-hmm. Atlanta obviously got kicked out. And then we were just talking about some of the ridiculous dunks that Vince Carter has had throughout his career. Of course, the famous one in the Olympics where he jumped over the guy. And then we got to thinking, best dunkers in NBA history. Kyle, I mean, start with what names did we throw out? You said Nate Robinson. Yeah, I said Nate Robinson. Basically, like any guy that's really small that can dunk really well, throw him in there. And then I said Jason Richardson is a good one. Michael yeah, Jason Richardson. Michael Jordan, of course, right? Dominique Wilkins. Wilkins, right. But we are talking about there's like slam dunk contest dunkers, and then there's in-game dunkers. Like there are some – like to me, uh, Russell Westbrook is one of the best in-game dunkers I've ever seen. Mm -hmm. I don't – I'm not sure how he would do in a dunk contest. Derek Jones is one of those guys where like I'm not sure if I put – he's a ridiculous dunker, obviously, but I couldn't crack put him in like my top dunkers list yet just because like – he hasn't been in the league. That yeah, you don't see him enough. He's yeah. just like he'll he will have like a Sports Center top ten every now and then. Yeah, he yeah. I'm saying like he doesn't. He's not. He's definitely one of like the best in game dunkers now. Yes, correct. Like he, like, I mean, he he averages like he averaged like seven points this year, and I'd say six of them a game came from dunks. Yeah, I just don't so. want to put him in my top list of dunkers. Oh, all the time. no, like, no, no. He puts his dunks are crazy as well. Aaron Gordon's one of the guys where I think he's more. He's more of a dunk contest dunk kind of guy. He does have some pretty sick in-game dunks. Do you say Blake Griffin? 
back in his day, Blake. Back Griffin. in the day, dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. When, he was was, like, when he first came in the league during that time period of like his yeah, when he first came days. in the league. Yeah, his Clippers yeah. days. Although he was that, that dunk contest where he jumped over the hood of a Kia was total bust. Yeah, no, we're there was like a good in game four five years with a dunk contest. Well, no, yeah, Doctor J. Yeah, Doctor J. Clyde Drexler. Doctor J changed the game of basketball. Clyde the Glide. That's such a sick name. Tracy McGrady. Clad. Oh, T Mac. Yeah. T Mac. I think. Yeah, I think. Like, we brought this up because we were trying to think of anyone that we would put above Vince Carter. I I really don't think there is. I I think Vince Carter was the best dunker in game and uh, in the dunk contest ever. Probably. probably. Kobe was another good one. Rest in peace. Oh, did we say MJ? Yeah, I said MJ. Yeah. Okay. Sean Kemp. Sean Kemp yeah. he has one of my favorite dunks of all time when he pointed like ah. <laughs> that was one of the meanest dunks ever I, was, I can't think of uh, oh Kyle this is what we were saying we said there's a certain height there's a where dunking looks really good and it's like mm-hmm. the Andre Iguodala height here's another six, name six. yeah like yeah like 6'5 six, 6'6 six, six, yeah. maybe 6'7 six, where you're tall enough to really do some like sick stuff yeah. like Nate, Nate Robinson his dunks were only cool because he was jumping so so high where yeah, I, th- I don't know, because I think if you're really short, then if you dunk, it's like no matter what, it's cool. Yeah. But like, I'm it doesn't even have to be a flashy dunk, but like people like like Spud Webb. Yeah. Well, he, if yeah. He, yeah. That, yeah. But I'm like, just watching Spud him Webb. dunk is fucking awesome. Yeah, like that six five six six range is like perfect yeah. range where you, you're able to look really athletic and you can still look like you're getting really high, like your head. Oh, LeBron. <laughs> LeBron and oh, Gabe. Yeah, LeBron and, LeBron and, yeah, and Gabe, I mean, dude. Yeah. He was LeBron, insane. Yeah. You got to put him up there. He never, he never did the dunk contest, so I can't, I can't put him up there. Oh, okay, okay. But, yeah. I mean, as far as in-game goes, I yeah, mean, if he did do dunk contests, he would win it, like, five years. To make my list, you had to do dunk contest and do the in-game. So, you got, like, names like Jordan, Wilkins, Vince Carter. Okay, uh, okay. Iguodala was, I think, on my list, maybe. Rick Barry. <laughs> Wait, did he have hops like that? Rick Barry was he was like the one dunk contest I was watching on NBA TV the other day was Rick Barry, Dominique Wilkins, Sean Kemp, and Michael Jordan. Oh, okay. Yeah, and yeah, I was yeah, like, yeah. who the fuck is this white boy? Yeah. With his little yeah. short shorts, wiggle dicking up in here. And then he just like went from the free throw line. I was like, oh shit. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh Jason Richardson was my other guy. I love Jason Richardson dunks. Anyway. Carl is pretty fucking good at dunking. Yeah, Oladipo is another good name. Who, by the way, is sitting out for the uh, playoffs? Focus on rehab. Paul George too. Paul George is. He can. Dunk. You think Paul? Yeah, in in Indiana, in but then he had that one Duncan Team USA really messed up his leg. Dwight yeah. Howard. Dwight Howard's another name. Yeah, he can. He's just like, I mean, in game, obviously, yeah. I mean, he won a dunk contest too. He's just like one of those really big guys. I don't think it looks good when he dunks. Yeah, well, in yeah, dunk contest, in dunk contest. That's why I think about it. centers. It's tough. Because it's yeah. just like you don't get how that high, they don't jump that high off the ground. Yeah. But he, but like in game, bounce. Dwight Howard, Dwight Howard could prime. bounce. Oh my god, Dwight Howard could bounce. Um, anyway, let's uh, preview. Move on. I'm going to preview real quick the UFC card this weekend. Pat, I just, okay. I just, uh, you froze out, but froze out. Okay, okay, yeah, we got you back in. I want to preview the UFC card this weekend. Fight Island is official for those of you who don't know. Huge news. The main event got like. All sorts of messed up. It was Kamara Usman versus Gilbert Burns. Gilbert Burns got pulled out because he tested positive for coronavirus. And in comes George Masvidal, who was supposed to fight in the Jorge, first place. Jorge. Jorge. Yeah, Jorge. Jorge. <laughs> Jorge. Jorge Masvidal. 
fighting Kamar Usman, which was supposed to be the original fight. Jorge Masvidal got caught up and publicly negotiated with the UFC over his contracts, and he wanted to get more piece of the pay-per-view. So fair play to him for getting what, uh, for fighting for what he won. It, it ended up working out for him. I didn't think, you know, I, originally when Gilbert Burns got the fight, I kind of felt bad for George Jorge Masvidal. People, some people call him George, other people call him Jorge. Anyway. Actually, dude, actually, the correct pronunciation is Jorge, and if you don't get it right, you're canceled. I'll try and stick with Jorge. Christina! My (laughs) wife's name is Christina. You come in my house, you get my wife's name right. Okay, I'll stick with, I'll get their name right. I'll get their name right. I tried, I felt bad for Jorge because I thought he deserved the fight. He ended up getting the fight. And I'm pumped for it. Pat, I know you are too, bro. I know you're pumped. Oh, I cannot wait for him to baptize Kamaru Usman. Oh, my God, man. It's been a sick fight, man. Sick oh, fight. yeah. Oh, yeah. They've been talking so much trash to one another. And the undercard is huge. Max Holloway's fighting Volkanovsky. Uh, Peter Yan is fighting Jose Aldo. Paige Van Zandt's fighting. Who else is fighting? Uh, Fuck that oh, bitch. Rose Nama Yunus is fighting Jessica Andrade. It's going to be a huge, huge card. So I'm totally um, – My favorite. Have to, we have to talk about the main event, though. Yeah, yeah. That's what I want to talk about. George Maswell, yeah. Kamaru Usman. What do you want to say, Pat? Are you just pumped for Street Jesus to come uh, in? Dude, I'm just pumped for him. He, <laughs> It's so weird. Like, his whole – like, he didn't even knock people out before the past two years. Well, let me t- – I'll tell you what happened. For those of you who aren't big into MMA like I am, Masvidal is one of the, I think he's like 35 and 13, right? A lot of people refer to him as a journeyman. But he started his career fighting in the streets of Miami in the Kimbo Slice backyard street fights. Do you guys remember them? Yeah, he was in the videos. Like, he yeah. was one of the fighters. That's where Masvidal made his name. He'd go – him and his buddies would round up like 40 bucks and they bet it on themselves. And then they walk away with some cash. Eventually, he went pro and all that. He fought in, uh, I believe, Bodog. You know, our good friend Eddie Alvarez, he told us he fought in Bodog, right? He also fought in Bodog, George Masvidal, Jorge Masvidal, excuse me, boys. Yeah, and then he obviously ended up going, I think he went to strike force in the UFC. But he's kind of been like a quote-unquote journeyman. That's what a lot of people refer to him as. But he also is a bit of, he's an absolute dog, man. He's like the Diaz brothers in a sense. Really, they're just gangsters. They're gangsters, man. They're ready to fight whenever. Like, you see this guy, you don't want to mess with him. They're a fighter. There's, they're but, a total fighter. But he was, it wasn't until the past two years this guy was even known. And he's all, He's like 30-something, right? He's like... Well, he's not known to the mainstream audience. He's huge in the MMA world for years. But the point... He was on a reality show. I don't think it was a United States reality show. But it was no phone, no electronics, no nothing. But his manager, I guess, got him the uh, deal on this reality show. And he was pretty much like in the woods by himself with his thoughts. And he was competing... Regardless, he said he collected himself during that time and was like, man, I'm going to change my career because he was losing a lot of like split decisions or unanimous decisions at the time. He says, I got to go out and end dudes and separate myself. And he gets back from this like little trip on this island with no phone, no nothing. And he was like pretty much just with his own thoughts. He comes back and goes on this ridiculous streak. Drops Cowboy, drops Darren Till. He drops... Beat uh, I mean, Nate Diaz out. was like, he was going to beat him probably. Yeah, he goes he goes to London, knocks out Darren Till, who's probably the best English fighter in my eyes right now. Beats Ben Askren in five seconds, the world record in the UFC. Fastest knockout ever. And then he goes for the BMF title against Nate Diaz and absolutely wiped the floor with Nate Diaz. And now he's got his title shot finally. In the second longest time it's taken 
uh, someone in the UFC to get a title shot. I think it's like 48 fights. I think Alistair Overeem had the record with like 50 some fights before he got a title shot. But he's been paid his he's paved paid his dues and in, in his career to finally get his title shot. So I gave you guys a little history lesson there. But man, I could not be more pumped for this. It's Dude, you see his, you see what he looks like right now? Like Street Jesus. He literally looks like Street Jesus. Yeah. His hair is like all the way down his back. He's got this massive beard. I hope he just comes out like that. Like I gotta you know, send you. Uh, doesn't shave it. I I gotta send you like the like UFC puts out all these videos. I guess you know promote the fight. And there's literally one like you know the Rio statue and or the Jesus statue in Rio, like where he's like yeah yeah. There's like him doing that. It looks. She looks so much like Jesus there. It's ridiculous. It's, almost, <laughs> it's blasphemous for us to say that, but he really does. He, he looks like Jesus. And he says he's going to baptize Kamaru Usman. So. Kamaru Usman's got to be so pissed, dude. He's well, got to be pissed. Kamaru Usman's talked a lot of trash, and he does not like Masvidal. Masvidal does not like him. And one thing I know is you don't want to get on Masvidal's bad side, but, dude, Usman's a bad dude. He's a bad I know. Yeah, I know. He's really good, but I'm just saying, like, uh, is way more unpredictable than like Bur- Burns. Go uh, Burns. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Go with Burns, right? You know, and like he just comes out of nowhere. It's like, like uh, usually, like when this happens, they just bring in a lower tier guy. But no, he got he got the third ranked dude. He's probably probably like the second ranked dude right now. So you're rooting for Masvidal here, right? Oh yeah, no doubt. And dude, first off, let's let's say this. After that tale you just told, I am <laughs> the biggest Jorge Masvidal fan. Let me tell you another tale real quick. Because this – short notice, right? He, he wasn't his fight. He took the fight six days' notice. And we're, I know we're all over George Masvidal here. We're, like, gassing him up. Masvidal took this fight on six days' notice, flying all the way across the country to Abu Dhabi on Yaz Island for Fight Island, and has to lose 20 – little over 20 pounds, I think, in six days all while quarantined on the mandatory quarantine and locked down in his room. That's ridiculous, man. And hats off to him for that, man. Six days notice in that room, flying across the world, going to the desert and fighting for the championship after 16, 17 years, whatever it is, of paying your dues in this sport. I mean, I think everyone's rooting for Masvidal here, but I'm just saying, Usman's a dog too, man. Usman's a dog. So it's, I think it's going to be a hell of a fight. Hell of a fight, and I couldn't be more excited for it. And the undercards, not the undercard, uh, all the other cards in the main event and the uh, on the main card, all the other fights on the main card are sick. So tune in if you're not, uh, if you weren't already, go be a sick, sick weekend of fights. Anything else you guys want to say about that? Dude, I might have to come over in the uh, garage and yeah. watch that. Yeah, yeah, we I, could watch it on the projector on my porch. Drink some brews. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we'll have to do it's something. Like a, I think, I don't know how, it's enormous. No, I, the future's I'm, good. Totally in. Totally in. This weekend, we'll do it. I can't wait, man. This is like the most pumped I've been for the UFC probably since uh, probably since the McGregor fight. Dude, no. they have so many personalities now. They have like yeah. a lot of big – it's like a it's like a reality show almost. Yeah, they have <laughs> – well, obviously, the biggest star is McGregor, like, and then you got Masvidal, yeah. Diaz, John Jones. Adesanya is another big name right now. Like, you get some huge – and uh, I know you love Sugar Sean, right? Yeah, Sugar Sean's coming Sugar off. Sean O'Malley's your boy, so. He's like a fucking karate kid. Man, I I think, like, I love MMA, man. MMA just makes – it's so much – it's so easily my favorite sport. And, I mean, that's, I might be the really? – uh, Yeah, easily. Favorite easily. sport? Yeah, easily. I, would I wouldn't go that far, but, I mean, I like it. I like to watch the I know, big I know, fights. I honestly, like, if, if I could watch a random basketball game or 
a random UFC fight. I'm good. I'm gonna pick the U. I'm gonna turn on the fight. That's just me though, man. I'm a huge MMA guy. It's my dream. Dream what about football. Football game or UFC fight? What well, like NFL? If, NFL football. Game. If, no, if it's the birds, I'm gonna put. Yeah, no, I'm like not Eagles, just like Sunday night football or MMA. Well, like if it was, it depends. Like, because like a lot of the fights leading up to like the main event, I probably wouldn't watch. I'd probably have the football game on. But once I got to like the fights I wanted to watch, I'd probably okay. switch over. I'd probably switch over and watch the fights. If it was like, if it was like a Steelers Ravens game or something like that randomly or like, and then say like just a nice UFC card where a couple good fighters I like to watch on. I'm probably going to pick the fights, man. Mm-hmm. But if it's a big enough football game, like if it's yeah. a football game or the fights, I'll probably pick – if it's average night of fights versus <laughs> a really good football game, I'm going to probably pick a really good football game. But if they're equal in magnitude, I'm going with the fights. I'm going with the fights. I'm a renaissance man of sports, okay? I like all my sports, but yeah. – You I, like I, tennis, too? No, not so much. Not so much. <laughs> it's more of a relaxing daytime one. You know, I have been getting into golf, sport. though. I have been getting into golf. Playing, watching, you name it, I'm into it. Got my Tiger Woods shirt on. That's the GOAT. But All right, guys, perfect timing. Since we're talking about the big UFC card this weekend, to remind you guys that support for Cellar Dwellers comes from the official razor of the electric razor of the UFC, Manscaped. There's always that awkward moment where – you have to spar against someone who has a full bush coming out of their shorts. But thankfully, Manscaped has everything you need to keep your package nice and tidy. Manscaped is best in men's below-the-belt grooming. And their top-notch ball hair trimmer called the Lawnmower 3.0 keeps you clean without any nicks and cuts. Manscaped partners with top-tier MMA athletes like Max Holloway, who's fighting this weekend on UFC's 251 Fight Island card, Francis Ngannou, Brian Ortega, and these fighters know that hygiene is a priority within our sport. I train for a little bit, guys, and I know how gross it is to spar with someone when you just when they have a full bush coming out pretty much or just are hairy and gross. That's why you got to get this lawnmower 3.0. It has advanced skin safe technology, which makes manscaping accidents a thing of the past. MMA fanatics, listen up. Don't use the same trimmer on your face as you're using on your balls. That's just nasty. The lawnmower 3.0 comes inside the perfect package 3.0, which makes you step up your grooming game. It's everything you need to keep trimmed, cut free and smelling nice down there. And let's be real, after a nice sparring session, the balls, they can get a bit smelly. That's why we are all thankful for the Crop Preserver and Crop Reviver. Keep your balls from sweating and smelling and sticking and actually make them smell nice. The perfect package also comes with a pair of Manscaped boxer briefs that are not only comfortable, but anti-chafing. I should know because I'm wearing mine right now. So go to manscaped.com, get 20% off plus free shipping using the code SELLERDWELLERS, all caps, no spaces. That's 5% from each of us, 20% off using code MANSCAPED or using code SELLERDWELLERS on manscaped.com. But let's get back to the show. All right, uh, real quick. I think we're pretty much wrapping up here. Not too much longer to go. Obviously, with 4th of July came the Nathan's Hot Dog Eating Contest. Got to shout out the GOAT, Joey Chestnut. Holy smokes, dude. I don't know how this guy does it. What do you have, like 75 hot dogs? Something like that, boys? Yeah. Broke his own record. For like the, He won like 13 out of the past 14 years. Joey Chestnut is the most dominant athlete in sports. Most dominant athlete. He is the GOAT. Joey Chestnut, yeah. Michael Phelps, and Usain Bolt, top three, most dominant of all yeah. time. This is uh, – uh, which, which Williams sister is the real – is it Venus Serena. Williams? Serena. 
So here it says and most Floyd champion, Floyd Mayweather most championships uh, and titles in a single event. Joey Chestnut number one with thirteen in the Nathan's hot dog eating contest. Rafael Nadal with twelve in the French Open, and then Bill Russell with eleven NBA titles. So Chestnut is above them all in in titles. He, he's the goat, man. You gotta you gotta give it to him. You gotta give it to him, but. That's what I did want to talk about, like, real quick while we wrap up. Just some of the most dominant athletes. I mean, you guys just named some of them Mayweather. I think in terms of dominance, maybe not championships numbers because he only – I think he's only got he's only got four. Shaq, to me, obviously most dominant. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, brought M- it up. MJ was dominant. MJ dominant, right. Phelps, you said. Usain Bolt. Usain Bolt. Yeah, Usain yeah. Bolt. You guys – I brought up Shaq. Did you see he has a broken net uh, tree? I'm going to show you. Yeah, that. I did see that. I'll bring it up in the camera real quick. If you guys can see on my phone, can you see that? There you go. It's every single rim he's broken in his career, and he puts them on this big tree in his house. Like, it's, it's just funny. He made a tree out of all the rims he broke. You think he just broke a couple more to, like, put them on top? Like, he didn't have enough, so he just went his uh, – <laughs> like, he went yeah. to, like, a local park and just, like, pulled it down. Yeah, yeah, he probably did do that. <laughs> yeah, but where, where else? What are we missing? Any names here for the most dominant athletes? Tiger. Tiger, yeah, Tiger. For, in his prime, dude, he yeah. was literally winning a major oh, every year. Wayne Gretzky, of course, of course. yeah, Gretzky. Okay. yeah, yeah. These are all pretty obvious names everyone knows. So, yeah, Wayne Glensky. but uh, Joey Chester above them all. Now, yeah, he has to be the man. I want to. Well, did the one year that he didn't win, did he take off or something? Or did he actually get beat? He, he took Stoney. off, I think. Right, Matt Stoney beat him. Matt Stoney, really? He got beat. Matt Stoney's a beast. Was he sick? Was like Joey Chestnut? Uh, I, he, who? Joey Chestnut? Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Matt's, I think Matt's, uh, he, I think the buns were moving slow that day. That's what he said. Uh, Dude, shit. Chestnut had like a... <laughs> Chestnut had like gets a, you. Yeah. <laughs> I, we would know, right? <laughs> Chestnut had like a 20 or 30 dog lead. On a, what do they call him? We're going to the Slizzies. He's the Slizzies. 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 Glizzy. Glizzies. Okay, the Glizzy. The glizzy. He's the gl- I thought it was Slizzy. He's the Glizzy Guzzler, man. He's the He's Glizzy the King. Glizzy King. Stoney wasn't there this year. Yeah, uh, and, and Chestnut had like a twenty or thirty Glizzy lead. Yeah, the buns were running. The King of the Glizzies, Joey Chestnut. So, so whatever happened to Kobayashi? Did like him and and the other dude just wipe him? There was like, a, the floor with him? I'm pretty sure there's a 30 for 30 on this, and they talk about what happened with Kobayashi. I think there was something weird that happened with Kobayashi, but I don't, I don't remember. I'm, I'm not probably really. like his intestines just failed. <laughs> no, I think Joey just put him into a deep gambling. depression. Yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> and he just hasn't been heard from since. Really? No, I have no idea. <laughs> I remember, remember when the Phillies told Kyle Kendrick they traded him for Kobayashi. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that was great. I forgot about that story. Uh, but anyway, let's just wrap it up on that note. Joey Chestnut, you're the goat, man. Congrats on your title again. We'll maybe we'll name the episode after. You. Yeah, yeah. Dude. Oh my God, how sick would that be? Oh my God, that'd be so wicked if we got him on the pod. Who? Chestnut. I would love to ask him so many. I have so many questions for that guy. I, mean, I would love to ask like, him about bun speed and how that works because he said that. I heard him say that one time. He's like, "Well, it depends on how the buns are moving." And yeah. that was like, <laughs> like as if it was like a putting green. He's like, oh, they're rolling at a 12. Like, the buns are moving at a 6 today. How how long is the hot dog eating contest? Like, how Ten minutes long? or something? Ten minutes. Yeah. Ten minutes. 75 no. dollars. I was gonna say, yeah, he, I was going to say, do you think us four, like, combined? But no. there's no way. Not a shot. There's no way. I know my limits. Like, after a couple of dogs, I'm going to be full. Yeah. 
I don't know I how to I, eat them correctly. I think at 10, like, I would be dying. I think I'd ch- tap out of, like, four, dude. I don't know. I had, like, six at a dollar dog night before. But I that wasn't, could, but that wasn't like, one after, like another after another after another. In 10 minutes? I think I'm tapping out. I think I'm tapping out of, like, five, honestly. At the pace, I probably rip 20 Bubba Burgers in 10 minutes, so. <laughs> yeah, if we're talking Bubba Burgers, I could probably do, like, 30, maybe. All right, well, who knows? All, All right, right hold on. I, I got a good hypothetical for you. This is from KFC Radio a couple years ago. Would you date your dream girl if no matter where you were eat, like what you were eating or where you were eating, she had to eat the meal like she was in the Nathan's hot dog eating contest, like <laughs> dipping it in water and just like jumping up and down to get it down? <laughs> yes, I would. I, I think so, yeah. But like imagine when you're like you're like sixty or something and <laughs> she's just like getting up and <laughs> She breaks a hip, like, trying to eat a steak at, like, a beautiful steakhouse. <laughs> All right. Well, I think I would. Well, what, what do we do? What I would do is, like, I would just be like, you got to order something, like an appetizer, and that's it. And then you can eat the rest at home. No, here's what you just go to, like, restaurants that have, like, those food competitions. Like, places will have, like, if you eat our biggest steak, you get, like, a free meal or something. You just got to take her to places like that. Yeah. I'm all for it, dude. I would love it. I would love that. That would be so funny. You order like a $120 filet mignon and she's dipping it in like a cup of water, just like <laughs> scarfing it down. A nice lobster. She's biting the shell off. Yeah, that'd be great. That'd be so funny. I would, I might just start doing that. Yeah, like just go and order something expensive and just like go to an expensive restaurant, sit there by yourself, get like the $80 steak. And then just gobble it, that like stand up and be like, <laughs> when they give it to me, I'm like, you can bring my bill now, honestly. I'm gonna be done this in five seconds. And they're like, what? And then I just put the whole thing in my mouth. You should be like, you should be like, can you get me like three waters with no ice in them? And then you're just, you're just doing like the chestnut <laughs> and a soup bowl, please, so I can dump the water in there. <laughs> All, right, All right. Well, well Sean's gone. All right, well, so that yeah. means I guess we're uh, wrapping it up here. We're wrapping it up. <laughs> oh, there's Sean. He's yeah. peeking back. I don't know how to do this, dude. How do I uh, end this? I got it. All right. Well, that's it for this week's episode. Perfect. Uh, Perfect. End it up, Nick. We'll see you guys next week. Yeah, we'll catch you on the flip yep. side, motherfuckers. Peace. See you.